Welcome to One Sick Beat Podcast. I am your host, One Sick Beat. Here at One Sick Beat, we don't cry, we thrive. We don't whine, we whine. Shout out to the wine. Yeah, shout out to the wine. I want to shout out Black Girl Magic Wine, made by Black Girls, articulate and fit by Black Girls. Shout out to Black Girl Magic. And remember the definition of one sick bee is a strong individual that fights through unimaginable, undeniable, courageous battles that life throws at us without warning, but we refuse to carry the spirit of hope. And today, I'm honored and blessed with my guest, that girl Tia. She's a mom, a chef. She has her own travel agency, corporate. So if you want to travel, you can come holler at her. And she also makes these great smoothies. And I'm, I'm trying to get my health together. I'm not as loyal as all the everybody else with MS. They're so faithful and they got their shakes and now they're, everything that they're doing, their workout plans. I'm just getting on the healthy track, even though I've had it for a long time. That's something I could be honest with. So welcome back, Lady Girl T. How are you today? Oh my God. Hello. Uh, it's so nice to be here. I'm so honored to be thank here. You. Thank you so much. Oh, I'm honored for you to be on here. So thank you. Thank you. Today, I'm going to talk to Tia about her MS. She was certified one sick beat with MS two years ago, but we need to hear her backstory. But before we begin, See, how have you been during COVID and what do you feel about this COVID vaccination with us, with MS and everybody else? Uh, you know, it's crazy because I'm actually a very private person. So COVID didn't change my everyday life anyway. Like I went out when I felt like it. I don't. Um, everything is in my house anyway. I'd rather be home. I have the things I love here. I'd rather yeah. be here. So it's like when COVID happened, I think the scary part was because I spent my time in the military as a nurse. So I, I know how serious it is. And then having an autoimmune disease, it was like, all right, I'm going to take it seriously. But then especially here in Arizona, which is a red state, <laughs> went blue. Because people yeah, like it did flip. I, I, I thought about you guys. It did flip. It did flip. Yeah. Deep to its core, it's a red mm. state. And so watching people just do whatever they want, really, and just not care. And so that became scary. And for a long time, Arizona was a hot, hot spot. So yeah. I cannot no. wait. I've had my first shot. I have my second one next week. I, I watched something called Ask a Black Doctor and the way that they spoke about it just made me feel safer about it. And really okay. in the end, it boiled down to there are variants coming. If you look at like what's happening in the world, which I'm from the world. So it's easy to watch news from elsewhere and not just feel like America is the only place that matters. So right. if you watch rest of the world, those variants are hitting them hard. And this, uh, um, and Ask a Black Doctor, it was like, it isn't even that right now it's that bad. You may be able to make it through COVID right now, but those variants that are coming, that will be here, that are already starting to show up here, those ones are much deadlier and it's not going to feel the same. So why not just get vaccinated so that it only feels like a cold or a flu? And it doesn't kill because those are definitely killing people. 
they're not even like trying not to. People aren't recovering from those variants. So I was like, oh, okay, I'll go on and get it. You know, <laughs> like that's that's fine. Yeah. I'll get the I'll get I have lost my grandmother to COVID four four twenty. So shout out to this Evergrail. I lost yeah. my grandmother four to COVID. So I do understand the serious of it. I do I have like I kind of, I can't think of the word, please excuse me, this uh, part of MS. I kind of have reservations about it, not reservations. Yes, reservations about it. Um, so I'm back and forth, but I am going to get it done just for the simple fact that I know what it does. So I need to stop anything that it, you know, and just get it uh, and just take it and take one for the team, basically, and protect me. And that, that's me on the team. So, yeah. yes. So this let's like get I want to live and I might as well. We get vaccinated for everything else. I've been in the military, so I had everything shot into me. It's what's yeah. something, you know? Yeah, like that's, yeah. yeah. that's understandable. I've never have received the flu shot. I have, but every time I got the flu shot, I got the flu. So I me, stopped getting the flu shot. I stopped getting the flu shot for the same reason. Yeah, and I, so I, I was, you know, and I know this is not a live virus, but I was kind of like, eh. Every time. Like, yeah. And I was like, well, that's, I don't, I still don't get a flu shot. I still won't get a flu shot, but this in particular, yeah, I'll, I'll get the vaccine. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So let's get into it. Okay. Yeah. You were diagnosed with MS two years ago, but actually take us back to the beginning of this diagnosis and these stages. Yeah, so um, it actually started misdiagnosed um, as lupus, and that's been 14 years now. Um, it actually ended my military career, which I thought was going, like, I thought I was going to be in the military, you know, like that, that was the avenue I took. Yes. I went to nursing school. I thought that that, that was going to be it. And then it started off with, um, first, my body wouldn't stop hurting. And I was like, no, I'm, I'm a different level of sore. Like, you know, everybody gets sore. We, right. we work out in the military. So everybody gets a little sore. I was on a different level of sore. And so after lots of tests, first it was, oh, it's fibromyalgia. And then it was like, oh, but you have some immunity problems. So your dad has lupus. It's probably lupus. Lupus is hereditary. We'll go with lupus. And so at first, the medication that they were giving me for lupus, it was a hard no for me like that. It was way too much. So it was like, all right, you can regulate it with diet and exercise, which in theory sounds great, you know, but my kids were little at this time. They're 19, 16 and 12 now, you know, but if you see 14 years, that means I got pregnant. My son was, was it for me. He almost killed me. My body could not take yeah. being, and yeah. so, oh, it was everything. The baby and just trying to keep him in, and then he was huge. He was nine pounds eight ounces, and he was three weeks early. So I give birth to giants, you know, and they're way too big for my body personally. And he's yeah. big for a preemie at six pounds. And he was that four. is big for a preemie. It is very big for a preemie. So I just can imagine my daughter, though, she was six pounds full term. So my body probably at six pounds for him 
whatever he was getting ready to be, eight or nine, was like, no, yeah. no, sit. No. Yeah, he, he's done. We're, we can't take this anymore. You know, and I just, oh, uh, he went through everything too when he was born. And so it was like, I, I couldn't concentrate on myself because the medications wouldn't allow me to breastfeed. And then that to me was so much more important. Like I'm such a hippie mom in that sense of let me do the things that like I was a, you know, natural oils and at the time, like, and I'm going to breastfeed him until he doesn't want to breastfeed anymore. Girl, we're, we're so past that. <laughs> I do believe that the best for the child. Oh, it is. I believe that it is, is too. And then after a while, then you need your body back. I stopped a whole year earlier and it would have been great. So he was almost three. He was like two years, eight months when it was done, done. Like, yeah. and it took a lot of just letting him scream through the night and locking my door as he's screaming through the night. Just trying and, to make it. Just trying to make it. Just trying to make it. Uh, but we're past that. We're past that. So it, now um, when I got, I got really sick and after I moved and it was a big stress to move like it is for everybody. And so I was coughing because I do smoke, but it's crazy because I have asthma too. So every time that I smoke, I cough, you know, mm -hmm. so I yeah. cough and then this eye started rolling in its socket. Like I could not control that eye. And so then that freaked me out, went to the uh, emergency room. They did an MRI and then immediately I was rushed to the ICU and it was everything hooked up on me for five days. I had a steroid drip. Um, I had an eye patch oh, over my eye. They told me I had a stroke. I even have a loop recorder in my uh, chest right now because they were so convinced that it was just a stroke. And then this neurologist came and she was like, I, I saw your MRIs and I'm almost a hundred percent sure it's a mess. And I was like, nah, I have lupus. Yeah. You know? Nah, nah, I got lupus. I already got lupus. All right, all right. You, you probably like, should go back and try that wrong. again. Bring it around. Bring it around. For, for 14 years, no, for 12 years now, it's it's not a mess. That's literally what I said. It's not a mess. Yes. You're wrong. So then she was like, ah, kind of, this is what I do. So <laughs> why don't we get you to another yeah. neurologist for your second opinion? And my neurologist that I have now, I actually love him. He understood that I don't want the medications. I'm on uh, platerma acetate, which is the generic Paxone right now. Okay. And I've been I, on Advanex. I've been on all the ABC Advanex, Beta Theron, and Copac on this drug. Yeah, yeah. Like, and I was like, I I can handle the injections. I actually can do that way more than a pill. The pills. Okay. Oh they, yeah. Chemical makeup. Your hair be falling out. Like, ah, no. Like <laughs> it's a the hard pass for me on that. Yeah. And I told him I'm I'm a hippie, so I would rather find the holistic way and yeah. do that. And yeah. So that's what I'm that's doing. Good. That, that's good. Um, I, I know you said that it ended your career. Your career was a nurse in the military. So being diagnosed, it did ruin your career. What ways did it change maybe your family, your friends, the interactions you had? Uh, because everyone thinks you're faking it, you know, or that it's not that bad. Or that it couldn't possibly be every day, 
You know, like, yeah, you look, but yesterday you were just laughing, smiling. And, and so it, you know, you just get, I'm not going to explain it to you. After years, you're just like, and anytime anybody asks me, how are you? I, I would just say, I'm tired. And that would be the end of my answer. Like, that's, that's the easiest thing for people to understand and not question. Mm-hmm. Yours, you tell people you're tired. They may want to say something like, oh, are you getting enough sleep or something like that? Like, yeah, 12 to 15 hours, yeah. and you're still going to be tired. I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm, you understand? Yeah. I'm tired. You know, mm-hmm. like, I'm um, yeah. All the things you I need keep to keep going. Yes. But I'm tired. Yeah. If you give me the option, yes, I'd rather lay in this bed. <laughs> like, absolutely. But that's I not going to work life. You can't. Tired. You have to keep on going. Yeah. Hey, Gordon, did you ever have to use or do you use any assistant devices such as a cane, walker, wheelchair? Do you have you to know, use the um, I don't, but I bought one because it's when I'm waking up in the morning, I have almost no stability. Anytime that I have to cross my feet over each other, like if I'm turning or if I am walk in and you have to like turn a corner or something. Anytime that my feet have to cross over each other, it's a recipe for disaster. Like I'm going down, you know, like, or at least stumbling like, um, you know, and it's, so I, I, I've been fighting having a cane. It's funny because I can run just fine, but like we run one way, turn around, come the other way. When we slow down to turn around to stop, I am, all over the place. Off balance. Like, your gaze. Yeah. yeah, your gaze. And I just want to also say that I noticed on her profile, um, Kings and Queens, that she does run. And what was so amazing about running is I can't barely walk half the time. <laughs> her, you know, to see her soar through that, that was amazing for me because I'm like, really? I'm like, she's over here running miles and she's with the dog. My dog, we don't talk about the dog situation. But she runs, you know, and she makes it and she thrives through or rather she's tired. And I that just, to me, that was for something that I know that where I'm at in my disease that I can't do to see somebody that has it to do it is just, it's empowering. It's infectious because you know what they're, you truly know what they're going. Like I can really to the core connect and be like, I know what you're talking about. I have that weak eye that broke. I definitely get up in my gate. I'm confused. I'm off balance. I might be fatigued, but I still keep doing it. So to see somebody do something that you know that if you could do it, that's what you would go try to do because people don't know what you lose or you don't know what you have until you lose. Or, you, you know, people aren't grateful to get up in the morning and be able to pop up, get straight, the business, brush your teeth, think it's the yeah. space, where for us, it's... That would be yeah. fun. It's a whole hour to wake up. It's a whole... I get up at... It's a, cause it's hot here in Phoenix very, very early. Oh, so yeah. you have to, before the sun comes up. So I have to... And plus, I got to get my son up, get him to school. So I wake up at 4.15. 
I don't actually start my run until about 5.30. So, but it takes all of that time to get up to, and get moving. Yeah, get up and get moving. You still do it. That's the beautiful thing. Because I'm be honest with you, I've had days where I really, really like, right now I've been very alert, should I say, conscious of what I'm doing and what I'm not doing. Seeing, being that since I started this podcast, I'm seeing so many MS patients that inspire me to eat healthy, to work out a little bit more. Because I'm one of them MS patients. I was like, man, I'm just going to live. I already have MS. So you want me to exist? You want me to stop smoking? You want me to stop drinking? You want me to stop eating chicken? You want me to start just eat fish? You want me to do it? Man, I'm about to live my life. Cause I don't know how long this journey is. This journey is a hard journey. If I'm going to do it, and one thing you're not going to mess with is my eating habits. I'm going to eat what I want to eat. Yeah. <laughs> But I've been so more alert and uh, aware of what I need to stop. Excuse my articulation. Like I said, if you have MS or you have an autoimmune disease, you know, cognitive, you can definitely get your words twisted. So mm -hmm. for those who don't know who might be listening, but to those who already know, they're like, it's okay. I get it. What I'm saying is, what I'm saying is that don't, you know, just to be thankful for those things to be able to do. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, I don't people are you and i don't think i was you know just even just being able to get up and not feeling like i'm gonna fall over every there has to be a clear path on the floor yeah between no, my side yes yes yeah, yeah. i used to sleep on the side by the bathroom for as many times as i have to go to the bathroom but right. then i to work around now what has this battle taught you about yourself? And outside of what this battle has taught you about yourself, what are your strengths and your weaknesses? Because I feel like uh, a lot of times people, they're, you know, we always say we're strong, we're getting through it, but what are, what particular areas for you are hard? For me, the worst part, I've been in a wheelchair and me getting up and being able to walk and zigzag that, you know, that's, that's where I rock. I'm very, you know, thrilled and thank God for that. But losing my vision and then getting cut back is more something that I feel like I could be in a wheelchair. I'm very, I, if I need assistance advice, whatever you need it, you got to use it. It's not the end of the world. People act like it's the end of the world. And for those who have assistance advice, when people hear people saying, oh, I don't want to be in a wheelchair. No, nobody want to be in a wheelchair, but at the end of the day, if you have to be in a wheelchair, just you use what you have to do. That's going to help you. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. I, let me just get the cane. You know? Oh, like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I love my scooter. I don't care what anybody say. That's my Maserati. I don't care. I put it, it packs up in my trunk. I put it together. I tell the kids, family, friends, if you don't keep up with me, it's not my fault. Your walk so slow because I got this. You got to keep up with me in the mall. They'll be like, you need to slow down. You moving so No, it's you. It's not my fault you have good legs. God gave you those good legs, put them to work, and walk fast. Don't, exactly. don't make an excuse. Work on it. Work. Exactly. Yeah, my battery's charged. Let's go. Let's move. <laughs> but you have to do what empowers you do. Yeah. No, you do. You do. For me, the brain fog part is I can't deal with it. You know, like, I love books. Like, even as a kid, where everyone else was like, let's go party, let's go do this, let's go outside. I was like, but this book though, you know? And I would be lost in the book because my imagination was so much better. And mm -hmm. so 
it's like when you read that much, you come into contact with words and then you got to go find the word. And so now your vocabulary is different because you know the new word. So I would use big words in situations because that's the word that fits even when a small word would do. But for me, now I know the word. So you know better, you do better. You know, like that's just how it was. And to now be, to not even be able to find the small word, I'm gonna cry because it really is the part. It's hard. It's okay. Um, it's hard. I've, I've, I'm going through this. Um, what you're going through, it is very understandable. That was one of my biggest fears starting this podcast. That's why my first episode, I did a podcast with my speech therapist and my cognitive therapist. And that was to let people know that sometimes there'll be times where, like I just said, excuse me, I know what I'm trying to say, but I can't find the words and I cannot articulate. And so that's why I made sure my first podcast episode was with my speech therapist because I felt like for me, I had to break that ice because what you just said by shutting emotion and showing that that hurts, that's how I feared, but this is what I really wanted to do. So I had to build up a lot of confidence and courage and say, this is what I want to do. And in order to do this, look, hey, people are very judgmental. They don't know my story. They don't know me. So let me break the ice for me so that if people, oh, well, you know, it's hard to listen to her because she doesn't even know what she's saying. No, I do. I like I know exactly what I'm I saying. I, listen, I'm you don't know, just, know what I'm saying. I can't find the word. So, and I cannot find it. Like, it's yeah. like, it's gone. Like, yeah. it's just, I know, and, and you'd be like, you talk and talk and talk and talk and talk. Yep. Then you go blank. Yeah, and then it's, uh, that. I had that during a, during a recording. I sat there and I'm like, I'm like, no, I'm like, remind me again exactly where we were at. And it's embarrassing because I'm the host. So how are you losing track of where you're at during conversation? But that's how sometimes with our mind, it kind of just blanks out. So that's all right. Oh, that's okay. That, you know what I'm saying? That, that is a hard, your cognitive, that is hard because that's your mind, your mental, that's your everything. That's how you, everything is processed. And your mental, your, that's the problem with be walking. Your brain, it's supposed to send a message to your leg to move well. Due to MS, it cancels the message, so you fall flat on your face because your brain, your leg didn't get the message that your brain was in. So this, hey, it's oh yeah, was that was I supposed to do? So like your your brain is your little kid, and you'd be like, hey, 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 <laughs> you know, like I step back, step back. What has this battle taught you? It's taught me that I am, I am grateful for my team and that I'm grateful for the person my father made me because I am way too defiant. You know, like I don't, let me tell you how bad it is. My dad didn't tell me no growing up. He would say Uh maybe because I Uh hated it. Say no, I'm going to throw a fit. I'll knock all this over. You know, like, but you might have just taught me a lesson for somebody I know. <laughs> because if you say there's possibility, right? And I be like, does maybe mean no? And he'd be like, maybe. <laughs> like maybe it does. Maybe, maybe it does. It is. And that, maybe. that 
school, but it, it was the possibility. Like as long as I felt like there was a possibility, we're okay. Don't tell me no though. And so I feel like MS comes in to tell you no to everything. And you know what? What you not do? <laughs> what you not gonna do is tell me no. So all the things you say I can't do. You say I can't walk, watch me run. You know, like, you know, like, you say I can't regulate this by my diet. Watch me work. I'm a chef. You know, yeah. like, that's, you can't, don't tell me what I can and cannot do. I felt that way about lupus too, but it's like, it's funny because now once they diagnosed MS and I started really looking into MS, all of my symptoms over the years made sense. Like I was like, I was always so I mad. What, see, okay, because you're in Arizona, so what weather does weather affect your run? I'm sorry, it does. I it does. It, but Arizona has been so much better. I cannot do cold. Yes, I when know, I'm, hot, I'm I'm hot, you know. But you can always cool down. Yeah, you can always go drink something cold, get in a pool, get under a fan, put the air conditioner on sixty. You can always cool down. What you can't do is warm up. Once I am cold, that's it. Like it's very hard for my body and my body. You know, I'm literally locked and shaking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's I can't. I my stomach hurts. Like it is yeah, so much worse. Then, you know, at cold, and Arizona just doesn't get that cold. So yeah, I can go swimming. If it's too hot, I don't go outside. I'll stay inside under the air conditioning, or even go to a water park, go swimming, you'll cool off. I'm very sun sensitive. I try to stay out of the sun as much as possible, but you need the vitamin D. So, you know, I would go when the sun is the least offensive part of the day. So I usually, I go early, early, early in the morning, you know, running and I try not to go outside in the day until the evening when the sun is going down. Okay. How do you, now you, you can, uh, if you don't have to answer it it's too much, uh, how did you approach this subject with your kids? Or did you, or did it kind of just, like my kids, they already knew something was wrong. Then when they, before they got into high school, I sat down and I had a conversation with them. And I went to WebMD and I'm like, I read off the symptoms and they were like, oh, that's something you would have. I said, well, the name of that is, but I never wanted to give them that because I was always scared that they were going to go read it. And when you read it, even me having MS, I can go look at MLS, uh, look MS up and be like, what? I call my mom like, have you seen this? Are you sure I have this? Are you sure I have this? Are you sure I said, because I'm reading it. Right. It's like, you know, it's very scary. It's so, very um, We believe in honesty and calling demons out by name. So I can't fight MS unless I know I got MS. You know, I spent all that time fighting lupus and I should have been fighting MS, you know. So for me, it was for my daughters because they've been dealing with it longest. My son, I've had lupus his whole life. So right. he's seen when mommy doesn't feel good. And, right. you know, it's a death, you know, so he's dealt with that. But he, these last couple of flare ups have been big. So that has been hard on him because when I'm in, like, I got to go to the hospital, we usually send them to my mom's house. Well, this last time they had, um, because of COVID, they were like, well, you can do your steroid drip at home. First off, never do that. Never do that. Never do that. I do. I have. I do. 
I've had to have a lot of home health because of how MFF did. How did you sleep? Yeah, I did. I'll be honest with you, like I've, I've had home health care for for years on and off. Uh, I can't, you know what? I am glad it works for you. Well, so, but you get a nurse though. See, that's not how it's set up here. They come in, they put the line in and they'd be like, here, change it every day. You know, and they'll only come back if they're putting the line in. Well, I wasn't sleeping and my body was going through mm. sleep withdrawals. You know, and it was yeah, terrible. Steroids, steroids wire me too. It's like a, either they wire you or I know I sweat. My face breaks out after I do solumetrol treatment. My face has, do you have acne problems at all? When you, or when no, you, after I you, water though. I, I, after, I don't butt water. So No, I mean after the steroid treatment. No, no what happens at the I balloon up. I do too. I swell up. Yeah. You get, yeah, you get puffy. Your veins. Everybody. I hope my, my face gets like all puffy and then everything feels it's just the worst for me I can't do the steroids at home I could do like if if a nurse was going to be there and come and monitor me and put me to bed every night okay but I would close my eyes and then shoot up like and my whole body would be in pain and I'd be like this this is never happening again I'll never do that because my son having to watch that that time because every other time I've always been in the hospital. I'll just go to the hospital. We'll yeah. send him to my mom's. It's yeah. not been, a, but this yeah. time I did it at home and I was like, yeah, it's a no for me. This is not going to work because it, but, and I think about it every time I've been in the hospital, they'll just come give me some Benadryl, put me out, something stronger if they need to. They'll just be like, okay, well, you can go to sleep, you know, like, and that'll yeah. be it. Don't worry I'm about it. At the end of this week, but it'll probably be at home too. I hope uh, that it works out well for you. Me personally, it is, but that's the other thing. It's going to affect every person different. Every single person different. I felt about it. That's why I haven't rushed to it this time because I did it so long. So I'm sitting back and I'm like, I got to do something different because I got to do something different to get, you got to do something different to get different results. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The definition of insanity is to keep on doing the same thing over and over. And something different. Yeah, I get that. I understand. Like that, that was the part. It was like, all right. I, I actually prefer having MS or, as the diagnosis because there's, there's ways to fight MS. Like there's, there's like clear paths to fight MS. Like if you want to just be holistic, just manage your pain uh, through marijuana, which I do. I don't use okay, anything. Right I cook with that? it. I smoke it. I use it in butters and uh, not butters, but uh, shea butters and oils for my skin. If it's really like my skin feels like, I mean, I don't know if this happens to you. It's like, it hurts to the touch. Like you can't, don't do this. Even yeah. if it's just a light pet, yeah. it feels like nails scratching through my skin. And don't touch me. You know, like if you yeah. want to hug me, you gotta squeeze me tight. Because mm -hmm. if you just, oh, and it you want to rub me and stuff yeah. like this, yeah. don't do that. The sensation. Yeah, it's it's not great, and that yeah. sucked because I'm a hugging, kissing mommy. You know, and because um, yeah. I tell my son he'll come in, I'm like, ooh, wait, 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 yeah. wait, wait, wait. Yeah. I'm like, hold on. He's like, wait, let's no, just wait. Give it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, so. you just have to embrace your, yeah, yeah. you have to embrace 
else. Like, all right, okay, <laughs> you know, like now you can give me a hug, yeah. well, hug me. You know, like yeah. very much just, so. I don't like that. No, yeah. like it. So tell me about this travel agency for the simple fact that <laughs> I'm always trying to take sure COVID is getting a little different. <laughs> yes. So, I, you know, say COVID is different, but I, I've always been, you know, good, my own travel agent, but tell me about how you got started with this. Yes. So I love travel. When I got out of the army, I went to culinary schools. While I was in culinary school, I started working for a travel agency. And so, and just working for that travel agency. All right. So when I went to a culinary school. I needed a job, just a regular job. And so there's a place out here um, that I started working for and I loved it. Like super, super easy, inbound people call in. We book travel for all the major companies, like, you know, all the major travel agencies that you can think of. We were the place, like their call center hub. You could work for several different brands um, at one time because you're just taking calls throughout the day. And so got really, really good at that. And so, um, I started, I, be, I got into be what's called our, um, travel request team, which is where we started doing people's like big international vacations. Okay. And so when I was look at some of those prices and what some of these commissions were, and I was only making 4% of my total commission. Well, that's just ridiculous. I'm yeah. doing all the work. For this. So uh, I started my own travel company and I was actually doing great. 2020 was supposed to be my best year ever. But COVID said, you're not doing that. Yeah. I literally closed my business because the upkeep, even just keeping my website up, you know, keeping my website up, the upkeep of having to do the new travel notifications every single day as they change every single day. I'm going to open back up in October because I'm hoping enough people are vaccinated throughout the world where international travel will open back up, you know, fingers crossed. Cause I yeah. love it. I've, I've been all over the world. I love traveling. Plus I really want to start like a, a TWB kind of like a modern day version of the green book, but for, you know, just anybody who, whatever trying to uh, like traveling while black vacation you want to have, you know, okay. like there. It's a difference. Like there are things that you can do that everyone can do, but then there are just like kind of uniquely black things that we all like to do. Like if there, if there, like for instance, if there was a jazz club where in the back you could play some dominoes and some spades in a city and it was a cool atmosphere and you got good food, you're going to be like, but that though, but that'll never make a travel, you know, that'll never make somebody's big travel show or something like that. That's just a very unique kind of traveling while I want to go and be around my people and do my people's things type of situation. I know you just, and plus, you know, certain I places. Mean, there are certain things that we look at when we travel. We might want to see yeah. Is uh, this the American what's Museum. What's the Black Radio in this city? <laughs> you know, like, yeah. what, what streets should I not turn down? Which uh, which city should I not go through? You know, because let's which, just be real with our environment. And yeah, yes, yes. And Those be okay. there are just things that we worry about as a people. It's understood that um, I'm just saying, if you had an opportunity to deal with a travel agent that you could look up on their website and stuff, and be like, oh well, we want to go to Arizona, but 
where in Arizona do we actually want to go? You know, like, you don't want to go to every part of Arizona. So, like, we go to Arizona, they're like, but it's only Mexican white people. I'm like, no, it's some black areas. I go to the different side, you know, like, hey, here's here's your Phoenix soul. You know, like, yeah, like this is where it's at. And I, I want to do that for for everywhere. Like even something like if you want to go to Morocco, you know, there are certain cultures that you need to respect their culture, you yeah. know, but you can have a great experience if you respect yeah. their culture, you know, and it's just I, I want to be that. Ultimately, that's really where 2020 was leading me like, oh, but, you know, COVID says stop. So we just go stop. And it's funny because COVID said stop. And then I got really, really sick. And it all happened. When I got out of the hospital, that's when Arizona got the boom of COVID. And I just missed everything. Like, yeah, I was like, oh, thank God. Yeah, like just missed it. Yeah, because COVID is, it's been something I... You know, working from home was one thing. And then, uh, like you said, just uh, how MS is having PPMS, you, um, you, you, we have a flare of this, literally like a decline. So, yeah, it has taught me a whole lot. So, I'm just sitting back and enjoying, I'm just looking at life a little bit different because my life is altering a lot different. So, I just want to enjoy it and I want to reach out to people that I don't. Which you are really dope. Like I said, I've seen her run it. Um, definitely the smoothies. I had to contact her. Like, first of all, what exactly, you know, am I putting in here? What, what, what exactly is this? But she does actually a great job of uh, saying the ingredients, rather it's a fruit mixed with a kale. And I think, uh, think she has one video and you're like, just put it all in the freezer so it's all cold. And I'm like, well, I'm over here trying to figure out. How are you gonna keep it from wilting and all that? I was like, no, just just freeze it. Like <laughs> I have two freezers. I'm the queen of just freeze it. Like put it in a freezer. Even like those small things that you know you would think you have common sense on. No, because in my head I'm like, you don't freeze your cabbage unless it's cooked, so you don't cook your <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So I almost use you for an excuse because I tell my friend, I'm like, first of all, I was like, the smoothie, the mixer that she's using is an individual one. And she was like, you can go and get, use your regular blender and see how that works out to see if that has to consistency first. I said, so you're just saying, I just want to shop. I said, but hers is in the individual cups. So, you know, she was like, girl. And I'm like, all right, all right, I'll try. I, I am with buying things with purpose. I'm going to be honest. That, that blender, couldn't live life without it. Couldn't live life. You hear that, sis? When you hear this recording, she said, I couldn't yeah. live without I'm it. I'm saying I she should buy it. it. You should buy it. You feel like you should buy it. You should. You deserve it. Look at yeah. how you're dealing with this mess. Who going to buy you something nice? <laughs> Treat yourself. I say that all the time. I tell people, you already sit. You deserve to get something new each time. You got to do something tomorrow just by yourself to make yourself feel better. Because exactly. every time I have my infusions, I used to be on IVIG and I'd have to go every three months or once once a month or every three months. And I used to say on my treatment days, I treat myself because it was right there by a TJ Mac and by uh, this one restaurant. And so I was like, I'm going to get something really good to eat. 
And then I'm going to go find something that TJ Maxx because I deserve it. If I got to come here every month. Exactly. You you deserve it, Trisha. You deserve it because you you woke up a black woman this morning. You deserve it. You know? It's hard out here. It's hard out here. It's hard out here. It's hard out here. How did your, um, I know you said your dad already has lupus and okay, wait a minute. Let's get back to, I want to talk about real quick, the natural remedies of um, CBD and miracle, mar- miracle, marijuana, miracle, marijuana, miracle, marijuana. Um, what are your beliefs in it? I believe in it. I feel like when I'm in pain, it relieves pain and pressure. And it helps with anxiety. It calm, kind of calms down the situation. So, what are your beliefs? I know some people are like, "Oh, marijuana," but it is that's why they're legalizing it everywhere, and it yeah. helps. So, what are your beliefs on it? Because I know you did say you smoke, and you, uh, you, I like that. Though. I, I, but, I oh. literally do everything with it. There's no reason to not have it in your life at this point. And I was already on that path. I, so I grew up past. Um, I'm a PK. I'm a pastor's kid. So I didn't actually start smoking until 2012, well into my adult years. Right. Because I think I told you before, I was like, so long, like, girl, you're a good kid. Go ahead. I was too. Go ahead. I was a good, that's really just what it is. I used to sing like uh, professionally. My dad had a gospel group. So he used to always tell me he could tell if we ever started doing drugs because it would, it would show up in our voice and all that. He's like, look at all these famous singers. At the time, Whitney Houston, he was like, look at her. She used to be so great. Not cracked out, you know? Like, But he used to use those. So I really wanted to sing at that time, like professionally. So I I just never, I was like, nah, because as soon as I miss a note, my daddy's going to know, you know? So I just didn't do it. And then as I got older, it's like, I never had the need to, it just didn't, I was in the military. You can't smoke in the military. So it's, it just never came across for me. Oh, and then it's like, um, what actually made me start smoking is, uh, my kidneys started to fail and I was in the most pain and I would not take the medication because at this time I was still breastfeeding my son. And again, it was the most important thing to me to make sure that he had all the nutrients in the world for him. And the doctor was like, first off, you got to stop breastfeeding. And then secondly, you have to do something about this pain. If you don't want to take these pills and this, you don't want these injections, you don't want this, you got to do something. And he was like, have you thought about marijuana? And I was like, it's a hard no. I'm not going to do drugs. Are you kidding me? And he was like, how is this drug? different from this drug I'm getting ready to give you. He was like, this will help you better. This one is going to get you addictive. And in three months, I'm going to have to change it to something else or up the dose because it'll no longer start to be working. And I was like, okay. You know, <laughs> like, and he was like, and um, just blah. breastfeeding. He was like, it's, there's some things, but your son is at it. He's like, he's not a new baby. You know, he's almost three and you really should stop. But, yeah. uh, if you just want to, in his brain, you've got a lot less uh, adverse reactions. Otherwise, of taking this medication, it's definitely you got a hard stop. You know, yeah. and I was, okay. So I did. I was scared the first time I smoked. 
I was watching Yo Gabba Gabba. I'll never forget it. I was watching Yo Gabba Gabba, and you should never watch psychedelic things the first time you smoke. No, no, you shouldn't. That's paranoid. paranoid. Yes, yes, pure paranoid. Like, oh, it was terrible. But then, when I really, when I came off the paranoia, and I started thinking about how much I was actually moving and not in pain, I was like, okay, I'm sold. You know, like. Then, right I'm there. Sold. That's all it took is one right. time not be in pain and I am willing to do this forever. Like, it's that's, a winner. Yeah. yeah. It's that's a winner. It. It's a winner. Uh, it's natural. And and it took less time. You You are better in 15 minutes versus I'm going to take this pill, wait 45 minutes, sleep for two hours, and then be up and, and okay. And then it's going to work for a small amount of time. Hours. And then on the fourth hour, I better be on time taking I better take it on the third hour. So by the fourth hour, yes. it stops working. It's back in my system again. So yes. and it's 45 minutes max of me smoking. And I am, I'm ready to run. I'm ready to run. Like I said, that's a beautiful thing. So before we close, do you, well, could you give me or give not me? Well, yeah, me, because I want the advice too. But if you (laughs) can give kids and queens listening some advice on how to soar through this battle or advice that you use or you tell yourself. Choose to fight. Like it's, MS is actually pretty manageable. Uh, we are lucky to have a, a chronic illness that is manageable, that you can have remission, that you can have a better quality of life if you choose to fight it. You know, if you take your meds, if you do work out, if you do eat right, if you stop putting the things in your body that are going to make you have more flare ups. And then you have less fair ups, you know? So if, if you, if, if there's a way, choose to take it, choose to take, cause what's, what's the other choice? You know, like you just gonna let it beat you and you just gonna, cause it will, it's, it's come here to beat you, you know? And I'm, I'm, I'm defiant, you know, so I don't come to compete. I come to, I come to win. And the MS uh, is not me, you know? So choose to fight and then fight, fight. Fight, fight for yourself. You got to get you to where you want to be. That's my advice. I think that was beautifully said. Um, first of all, I would just like to thank that girl, Tia, for allowing me to interview her and for her telling and sharing, sharing her story on my podcast to be able to be honest and be open and to and like I said, one sick be um, podcast is to give a body, to embody, to empower, to invoke conversation between kings and queens, thriving with multiple sclerosis. And I appreciate you coming and sharing your story and willing to share your story for whoever listens, whether it's five, whether it's two, and to yeah. be open to empower you and to show how powerful you are. So I would like to first... One could be the definition of what sick be is a strong individual that fights through unimaginable, undeniable, courageous battle that life throws at you without warning, but you refuse to carry the spirit of brokenness. And you, Tia, I certify you one sick 
be. And thank you for coming on one six. <laughs> I say, come on, B. What, what, B. Game sign, game sign, game sign. We're a sorority. I tell my cousin all the time, my niece, she just crossed as a, as a AKA. I said, okay, you know, that's cute. Because I've been left by limp for life. You know what I'm saying? All right, right. right. I, said, I said, you talk about you, hell, people go through not her. I didn't tell her that. But I told her, I said, they talk about hell week. I said, how about a hell month? How about a hell to me? What how about a hell three months? How about a hell year? Welcome to MS. Welcome to our uh limp by limp, you know. Exactly. I like so, that. By limp. <laughs> thank you. It's certified. But yes, I just want to thank you, Miss T. And I want to thank everybody that's listening to One Sick B. You can follow me on One Sick B Podcast on Facebook, One Sick B underscore podcast on Instagram, on YouTube, One Sick B and podcast and on my webpage at onesickbeat.com and please for all the people who are judgmental i apologize i'm having a hard time today i know you guys are like she asked her one question then she went to another question then she came back yes today has been a hard day but i did it and i fought through it and that's my you journey and that's it. why i started this so thank you and thank everybody for Nothing left, you gotta know you got more Let's not forget that God sent the strongest soldiers to war like, God sent the strongest soldiers to war Every day's a fight, but every day you getting up to perform And when you think there's nothing left, you gotta know you got more Let's not forget that God sent the strongest soldiers to war like, God sent the strongest soldiers to war